Hi everyone, this is your girl Nikita, and welcome to the Perfectly Powerful You podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Perfectly Powerful You podcast. I'm your host Nikita, and I trust, hope, and expect that you all are having a wonderful, amazing, stupendous, joyful day. I am having a really wonderful day so far. I'm feeling very relaxed jumping into this podcast with you and really looking forward to touching base on the joyful aspects of our life and tuning into, instead of chasing joy and all these extraordinary moments in our life, by finding joy right where we are in every moment as much as we'd love, as much as we can um, in the life that we're navigating and the life that we get to be a part of in these beautiful body vessels. And before we get started, I would love to just thank you all for being here today, sitting down with me. And I will also invite and encourage you all to um, go onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Acast, wherever you guys are listening to this and giving it a big thumbs up, five-star review, any sort of comments for where you're listening this at, because it helps in creating even more amazing content and to spread the joyful word that um, can reach as many people as possible and to continue to build the Perfectly Powerful You podcast uh, community. And I so appreciate and thank all of you who have already done so. And for those of you who haven't yet, Thank you guys for doing so now. (laughs) So let's jump on into the podcast and talk all things joy related. So I'd love to begin this podcast with a quote that I um, am using from a podcast that I was listening to by the lovely Rebecca. And she is from and has created the Higher Self and I podcast. And this particular episode that I was listening to is one of her first ones. And it's called Finding the Joy in Each Day. And she used this quote by Brene Brown that I would also love to use because I found it to be so very um, touching and just allowed me to really reflect on uh, my own joy that I find in everyday moments. And so Brene Brown quotes that joy comes to us in moments, ordinary moments, and we risk missing out on joy when we are chasing down the extraordinary. And I thought that to be really, really um, humbling and also very reflective, or at least I chose to make it a really reflective quote for my everyday, um, just moment to moment um, daily livings. And I find myself, especially in the uh, realm of life coaching and in the realm of um, just like building the life that you would love living. I find myself to be, of course, also chasing, um, I'll say up until now, more of these days, (laughs) uh, chasing down the extraordinary moments because it almost felt like to me that I find myself, and you may relate, that in daily life, it's almost as if we're trying to um, get to something. And when we achieve 
um, this desired means or desired ends, then we can give ourselves permission to feel successful. Then we can give ourselves permission to feel joyful or achieved or loved. And I find myself, um, again, again, like up until now, um, more along the tracks of when this happens, then I can feel, as opposed to really taking back the power in ourself and our own state of being, where we can truly allow life to unfold the way it is and to truly enjoy every moment as much as we would love in re- in reflection so to speak um, but also very presently uh, where we can really acknowledge the present moment as it is right now and the joy that we can take in the little moments and yes of course planning for our future planning for all the extraordinary things that we would love to see and would love to experience would love to have in our day-to-day life is amazing I so am along the lengths of plan your work work your plan and just know that you can plan in um, daily joys and you can plan in like a really extraordinary and extravagant luxurious peaceful successful life in um, however you would love to plan that out and we can also use every moment that we can uh, when we choose to be present with ourselves, to really understand and know that joy doesn't come when we get this or when we achieve this or when this happens or when we you know what I mean like you can just insert whatever you would love but joy really happens when we take the time to really presence ourselves and to put on the perspective of joy and when we are too busy chasing the future we're not genuinely presencing ourselves and I find it really fun and even more humbling, I'll say even more humbling for sure, to know that even when we have all the tools in our toolbox, even when we've listened to the podcast, even when we've read the books and continue to read the books, even when we've had all these discussions about, yes, live in the present, yes, find joy in the present, it's not when you get this, it's already like you can feel this. It's truly putting it into practice where you find that the more energy that you put on something and know it to be true already in the present moment wherever you can look for it that it really is the now is when you feel the joy it is the now for when you feel success it really is the now when you feel the love it really is the now when you can feel the worry or fear or doubt but it always is in the now that our present feelings just fluctuate in and out of our body, in our present mind space, in our consciousness. And the more we're able to take that subconscious feelings and put it into the presence that we can really activate and really empower ourselves to continue to find joy and not necessarily find joy, but realize that joy really is right where we are. And the idea of noticing what we're noticing is what I'd love to touch on first for really, instead of chasing joy, really bringing joy back into our present space. And by noticing what we're noticing, I will use this tool often, I will often say in my podcast that our tool of noticing what we're noticing is the highest um, tool that we can use. It's really, really, it's like... um. 
it's like a multi-fix-it tool, so to speak, where you can notice your feet and your shoes. You can notice the clothes on your body. You can notice when your mouth is moving or when it's closed. And you can also notice how you can notice all of these things. And you can also use this tool of noticing what you're noticing with your thoughts, where your mind is. Is your mind truly present? Or did your mind, did you notice, rather, your mind maybe drifting off into something that um, happened earlier in the day? Or did you notice your mind um, maybe getting worried about something to happen in the future? And by using the tool of noticing what we're noticing, we're really able to notice that time is a construct that we make up in our bodies. We can notice when something feels like it's already happened. And we can notice when something we can perceive as to happen, or we can start projecting worries and fears into possible future events that haven't actually happened and may not ever happen. But we use our imagination um, sometimes to provoke a little bit of worry or fear into future contexts. But we know what the future feels like, we know what the past feels like, and we know what the present feels like when we use this, use, utilize this tool of noticing what we're noticing. And it's very powerful to be able to use a tool of noticing what we're noticing to place ourselves back in the present moment and specifically on the realm of joy. So something that I can ask myself and that you can ask yourself in order to increase the understanding and recognition of joy in your everyday life is to ask yourself about when you've been presencing yourself or when you've been noticing yourself maybe a little bit in some uh, disastrous uh, future context that hasn't actually happened, our mind's just making it up, Um, or when we've been noticing that we've been choosing to focus on something that's happened in the past, and maybe something that caused a little bit of worry or fear, or we didn't really show up that perfectly, or this didn't really go bad or go really great. And now I feel like I'm having a bad day because of just one thing that we continue to perpetuate in our conscious thoughts. So you can ask yourself, was I truly present in that moment when maybe you're focusing on something um, like uh, you woke up and you just felt like you were in a bad mood and maybe you sort of like stubbed your foot and then maybe a bowl crashed and maybe someone didn't um, maybe like said something mean to you and you're just using all of those and you collected that evidence of, um, well, all of these things happened, therefore I'm having a bad day. Um, and that's evidence collecting in service of this is why I'm having a bad day. And you basically prodded your mind and primed your mind to look for all the ways why you're having a bad day because you stubbed your toe, because you broke the glass, because someone said something mean to you. Um, And that can be, again, priming your mind for seeing even more of those maybe bad day evidence provoking thoughts. So by using, was I truly present in that moment? You can attribute that to, um, moments when you are present. And you can also ask yourself, how can I be even more present 
in each moment. And you can practice these present moments, uh, moment to my moment by moment, by um, just realizing what it feels like and getting curious with your own body about when you're noticing, maybe when you're in the past, like something that's already happened in your day. Um, and when you're in the future, something that hasn't happened yet, but your mind is putting you into, um, how can I fix this Is this if this happens? Or what is there for me to do next? And just like thoughts that busy your mind that you feel like you're thinking, but really your just mind feels busy with some of the um, thoughts in the future. And some one of the tools that I love using by presencing myself is by practicing a daily meditation practice. Or by also just taking five minutes sometimes when I'm noticing that I either feel like my body's in constriction mode, so I feel a lot of just uh, weighing feelings in my body. And I know what that feels like for me, for yourself. If you don't yet know what constrictive feelings in your body feel like versus expansive feelings, um, I would encourage you to um, set up a practice for yourself. And you can do this by um, genuinely just thinking about feelings that you know are very joyful. So thinking thoughts of like, oh, I ate a delicious cookie today. Oh, it felt so good. Um, like it tasted amazing, tasted delicious. Like I made it myself or my friend made it or I bought it from the store with all of my money. I feel so good to have this cookie. I feel so good. I laughed with my friend. Like I remember what it meant to laugh till I cried when I was with my friend. And you can feel the feeling of like expansiveness that happens in your body and make mental note of that. And at the same time, I would encourage you to put on the feeling of constriction. What does it feel like to know when you've lost your wallet? And what does it feel like um, when you um, maybe like are having a bad day, like all those bad thoughts or maybe good, good or bad again is um, relative and subjective, but you know that it feels more constricting in your body because you know already what expansive feels like. So by just playing around with the contrast of the expansive thoughts versus the constrictive thoughts, you can understand um, what presencing is in your moment, in, in each moment, by um, asking yourself, oh, am I truly present now? And what are the thoughts that I'm thinking? And um, how can I transform those thoughts, maybe that feel a little bit more constrictive, into something that feels even more expansive? And my find that my meditative practices that I do, again, daily, sometimes multiple times daily, doesn't have to be very long, but I find that just giving myself those dedicated five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however long feels good for you, um, as often as you can, as often as you would love, it really programs your body into understanding what the present moment feels like. And you can utilize those moments of when you know that you feel truly present um, by just practicing what it means to be in stillness and what it means to focus on something in the moment, like your breath, like the tip of your nose, like a candle flame. And these can be in moments where you genuinely just dedicate a practice to presencing yourself so that you can teach your body in maybe moments where you realize you're not present because your mind is in the future or your mind is in the past. Um, and then you can basically um, tell your body, oh, right, this is what it means to be present. And every time your body isn't present, you're like, oh, right, this is what it means to be in the future. Or this is what it means to be in the past. 
<sighs> breathe myself back into the present moment and then be able to propose yourself a question again in relation to joy if this is what you would love to increase in your life how can it be more present with joy and relating to this, I would love to include and give you guys some examples and some tips and tricks on being able to increase the amount of joy you have in your life. In other um, podcasts that I've done, something that I mention is that where your attention goes, um, energy flows. Another way um, to say this is that what you choose to focus on, it increases. So just like a, I love to attribute this to plants. So something that my friend brought up to me the other day is that he was just dedicating some energy passively, but also actively to growing a plant, a palm tree. And I, he, I remember him telling me saying that, oh man, like this one palm tree that I've seen in the town that we are currently living in is just naturally growing. I've seen it grow. For sure it grows. Things just naturally grow even without our attention. However, he knows that his particular palm tree that he put more food into, that he put more um, energy into, meaning like he watered it lots, he would talk to it, he would just like wish it well, it would grow even faster it grew even taller it even it grew even wider it looked healthier and I love using this example because it was a realization to me that the other palm tree even when it was not necessarily neglected it still got food and water naturally from um you know the just being in the soil and just naturally where it was because it was in the earth it had everything it needed however the other one grew bigger, faster, stronger because it had the energy, because it had someone's time in it, because it had extra food. And that extra, even little by little, made it so compounded over time, you saw the difference and we see the difference between how luscious and big his palm tree is in comparison to this other palm tree that still was growing, just not as fast, not as big not as voluptuous, so to speak. And this can be the same with your joy. Your joy will naturally be there for you in every moment that you choose to focus on it. With that being said, would you love even more joy in your life, knowing when you put your energy, when you put your food, meaning your thought, into it, when you put your time invested into it, for your joy? You know, just like the palm tree, it is going to grow bigger, faster, stronger, more voluptuous joy in your life, compounded over time, knowing that it's your energy. So just like where your energy, or rather where your attention goes, energy flows, you can take this principle and apply it to any area of your life, specifically for this podcast, we're focusing on joy. So what I would recommend doing is writing down examples of joy in your life. And something that Rebecca talks about in her podcast is that you can work backwards on your day. If you're just starting a daily gratitude practice, I would start there. I would think about maybe a day, and this is what she recommends, a day that you're really feeling like is a bad quote unquote day. 
And it's maybe where up until now, if you just went about your day and you didn't decide to do some reflective work, you would just write this whole day off as a very bad day. So by working backwards, you can do this at night, you can do it midday, you can do it whenever you'd love. But work backwards and just start from the beginning when you woke up and then start picking out points in your day where you found joy either where joy was invoked by you or joy came to you. And this is a really powerful way of um, activating, and I'll get into this, your reticular activating system. So your reticular activating system is basically a filter in your brain. We've been gifted with this amazing filter that basically funnels in everything we tell it to focus on. So... When you are, and I've mentioned before, when you prime your mind to think about all the ways why you're having a bad day, you focus on, well, I stubbed my toe, I broke a glass, and someone said something mean to me. What you told your brain is that focus on all the ways why I'm having a bad day. And that's why it was very easy for you to pick out, I stubbed my toe, I broke a glass, someone talked mean to me. And so because you just told your brain, focus on all the reasons why I'm having a bad day. That's exactly why it was very easy for you to pick out, I stubbed my toe, I broke a glass, someone says something mean to me. You can use that in reverse. And you can tell yourself, where are all the reasons why I'm having a joyful day? That yes, there maybe weren't some moments that I really preferred, but it doesn't mean this whole day is a write-off. It just means that in this particular day, there were some examples of things that I don't necessarily prefer. And recognizing and honoring all of those, I'm still choosing to focus on where I am seeing joyful moments. And part of this is working backwards. You can start from your, the way, when you woke up, you can say, well, I'm really joyful that I woke up in general. I woke up warm. I woke up in really comfy sheets. And maybe you can start going forwards from that. Well, I smelled really amazing coffee and I love coffee. And I knew I was going to get a fresh brewed cup of coffee, maybe from my local um, coffee shop, or maybe you made it yourself. Oh man, I'm really, really joyful about the fact that I had a warm cup of coffee. I love starting my day off like that. And maybe there's actually someone that if you overlooked your day, you're like, oh, actually, I remember when someone gave me a really, really warm smile and I just knew that in that moment I was just, I I was uplifted, even if it was just a little bit. And maybe there was another moment where someone maybe opened the door for you, or maybe you yourself opened the door for someone else and you saw that they were really appreciative and they, you could tell that your action increased some joy in their life. And so by activating, again, you're priming yourself body, mind, reticular activating system, please focus on all the ways that I am experiencing joy today. Oh, well, I remember when I woke up. I remember when I was warm and cozy in my sheets. And I remember when I opened the door for someone and they smiled at me. And I remember actually that someone gave me a really great compliment. So what you're doing, and I encourage you to write this down, is you're priming yourself opposite than when you were priming yourself for worry. Now you're priming yourself for joy. 
And this is an active process and it will require some thinking if you're not used to, um, well, telling yourself and really giving yourself reasons why you can be joyful today. And so whether it's really big, something so, so small, joy is still joy. And by working backwards, and also I I invite you to use this as a daily gratitude or daily joy practice, that you can start to see this increase over time. And naturally, maybe instead of picking out all the negative things, maybe that's what you did up until now, you'll start to see even more and the universe will naturally bring to you even more reasons why there's even more joy in your life naturally just because one you've told your brain to start thinking about it and now you're giving yourself evidence of why um, and where it's serving you so for my second point second point i would love to bridge the writing down examples of joy by flipping it almost in reverse So what I would love to invite for you to do is put pen to paper and physically write out the worries or fears that are permeating and penetrating your mind space. And this is an important tactic. I know I said that what you focus on increases. In this case, we're taking the worry, we're taking the fear, we're taking all of these kind of negative emotions again, quote unquote, negative emotions, everything is subjective, but we're taking the constricting feelings, constricting thoughts, and we're uh, making it tangible. We're making it something that we can look at, we can analyze, we can digest, chew upon, and making it something where it's less in the kerfuffle of our busy mind space that can happen sometimes. And we're just laying out and a very comfortable in a very, um, I'll use the word digestible way again, and making it from the intangible into the tangible where we can actually see what's going on and take action steps in service of transforming that worry thought into joyful action steps. So uh, I would love for you to just curiously Take some mental notes of your day-to-day life, like maybe a worry that might be surfacing and it might be in your life for a long time. It might be something that um, has just shown up recently. Whatever it is, I would love for you to pick a worry and I would love for you to just write it down and list all of the reasons why um, this worry thought is surfacing. Like if it's... um, For an example, it could be, I'm worried that I'm going to be getting sick. And you could say, well, I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling lethargic. I'm um, maybe my throat is a little scratchy. I'm just like not feeling 110%. And just write out all the reasons why um, you might be worried if you're getting sick. Like I might miss work. I might not have enough money to, um, you know, roll over to the next paycheck, whatever it might be. and then take that worry, put it in its own little column. And then what you're going to do is ask yourself, is this something I can control? And subsequent question to that is, how can I solve this? And another question you can ask is, what is one step I can take to serve the highest joy in my life? 
You can reframe it in a question, whatever feels good for you. But by asking yourself, is this something I can control? If it's something like um, you're worrying about the state of the economy or the state of like the like world peace, you can't really control things like this. There are just some things that truly are out of our control. But if it's something that you can uh, reduce into your control, like um, I'm worried that I'm going to get sick. Well, can I control this? Absolutely. You can control your own health. You can control what you put in your body. You can control what you put in your mind space. You can control how much you're working or maybe if you're not working enough. Those are all things that you can control. And by asking yourself, well, how can I solve this? What is one action step can I take um, in service of my highest joy, in service of um, fixing this quote unquote problem? And give yourself at least three examples of an action step that you can take. And I would also encourage you to put a deadline on this to make sure that you're keeping yourself accountable for actually servicing um, all the energy you're now putting into, can I actually solve this? So it's really doing yourself such an amazing service by one, um, taking it from the intangible into the tangible, what am I actually worried about? Two, by listing all the reasons why you cannot do it or why you should be worried about this. You're just getting it all out of your system. You are freeing up that energetic space that it would normally be there anyways, but now you're just regurgitating it, so to speak, um, onto a piece of paper. And you're literally telling your body, we're getting this out. We're freeing up this space. And then you're taking that leftover space or rather the space that you've now freed up and you're servicing it into a positive, joyful um, energy that you can use for other things. And so by saying, can I control this? Absolutely. What is something I can do? Okay. List about three to five things if you'd love. Do the one that feels the most zingy. I love the zingy moments. If it's, um, I, I could go for a run. It might not feel as zingy as I'd love to drink a glass of water. So by saying, okay, what can I do to service my highest goodness moment? Writing it down, circling it, making yourself accountable for this action step and doing it as I would recommend doing it as quickly as you can um, and then celebrating yourself for it because it's basically um, you're inviting the flow of good in your life. And by completing this entire circuit, just like in electrical wiring, you're completing the circuit by taking the action step. You're amplifying the circuit by taking the action step and then celebrating it. And so this is really powerful for bringing the power out of worry, doubt, fear, and back into you, back into something that you can control because we can't control everything, but we can control our thoughts. We can control our feelings. We can control our action steps. And something like, I don't know how the economy is going. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the state of like world peace. We can't control that. And that just continues to perpetuate worry. Um, something that comes up before I move on is a really fun quote that I also heard in the podcast The um, with Rebecca is worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. 
And another quote that she also said that I am also borrowing is worrying it is like walking around with an umbrella and waiting for it to rain. Because worry can, if we're not aware of it, take up a lot of energy, a lot of mind space, and just busy ourselves with, um, well, energetic thinking that we could be using to service joy, to be servicing our highest good. And when we're so much more aware of some of the worry thoughts that we really don't need to be worrying about, we can use that precious, precious energy in service of increasing our immunity, increasing our health in general, increasing our love and relationships, increasing the joy that we see and take note of every day. And it is really, really powerful knowing that we can take the intangible worry, make it tangible, and actually be able to do something about it. And by taking the action step as immediately as possible, and then crossing it off and celebrating yourself for it, it's a really great boost to your body and that you're literally rewiring your neural chemistry saying, oh, I remember when I was so busy about worrying, worrying, worrying. Now, oh my gosh, I feel so empowered knowing, and I feel so good, it's so expansive, knowing that I took that worry thought and I transformed it into something so, so empowering and very simple to do just by acknowledging it, not making any agreement with it, but doing something that you can do with what you have from where you are. The third thing that I would love to touch on is laughter. I love the something that I was um, told in nursing school that I went to for just a, uh, a year <laughs> is that laughter is the best medicine. I've heard this before I was in nursing and I've heard this so many times after that laughter truly is the best medicine. Um, not only does it reduce our stress, not only does it increase our immunity, it also increases blood flow throughout our body and strengthens relationships. And that is so beautiful. It's so freeing. It feels so, so good that just inserting laughter as much as you can, wherever you would love, knowing that something as simple as just a good old chuckle can really transform something that feels like it could really weigh you down into something that you can laugh it off. It's really can transform your day however you would love to laugh sometimes you could insert laughter with a friend knowing you can just like you can even crack a really bad joke and you could laugh about the fact that it's a bad joke it's all a matter of perspective and you can laugh about how much that you've been worrying up until now you can laugh about how um a show you just watched, something that really brings you joy. You could even like look up funny videos to make you laugh. There are endless and infinite ways that you could increase the amount of laughter 
in your life. And it is a very easy trick to be able to just increase the amount of joy, knowing that laughter is literally the opposite of worrying, of doubting, of fearing um, what is to come or what has happened. And you can utilize that however you would wish. Um, I love laughing as often as laughing. I love laughing as often as I can, um, even about silly things like um, when I used to, I'll say up until now, have many perfectionist tendencies, I will often find myself laughing um, in a very compassionate way that there was a part of me up until now that really wanted to make things so perfect. And I would worry so much about how it looked, if people would receive it well, um, how I received it, and all of these many different things. And I truly allowed myself to um, release a lot of the pressure that I've been holding up until now to have things look a certain way in order for me to feel good about it. And when I truly just start laughing about those things it's really easy for me to continue to see even more laughter in my day uh, something that you can also do is um, laughter is contagious. You can start laughing a fake laugh and then watch it build and build and build into actual laughter and if you don't believe me just give it a try for yourself in your own home or with another just start laughing randomly and see if you can keep it going for as long as you can until it turns into actual laughter. You will be surprised what happens when you quote unquote fake it till you make it. And one of the last things I would love to touch on is appreciating the small things. I think this is something that is I don't want to say a given because it is not a given. If it was a given, then I think that we would all do it. But I think there's something to be said about living into the cliches, appreciating the small things, truly. I, When I really started to embrace appreciating the small things, I realized there was far more that I could be joyful about far more that I could be grateful about, that I could choose to spend my beautiful, precious mental energy that I was using, totally, and sometimes still use, worrying about things that haven't even happened yet in favor of things that have happened and are happening that I can choose to feel grateful for right now when I presence myself. And it could be as little as I'm so happy and grateful that it is raining. I am really, really happy and joyful that it's raining because I know that there is not a drought. But I'm also so happy and grateful when I do see the sun because I love the sun. I feel so good in the sun. I know that sun is also very helpful for growing things. I'm so happy and grateful that I'm breathing, that I have the ability to not only understand but speak English, that people understand me when I talk and I can communicate my feelings. Very appreciative of that. The small things could be, again, and someone just smiles at you and you're like, oh, that was actually really nice. Like, thank you so much for just smiling. Like, it was a genuine smile in my direction. And I appreciate that it's obvious you're having a great day and that you wanted to direct that energy towards me. Like, I'm really, really appreciative of your smile. I'm appreciative of the fact that we have internet and technology like my phone that I can easily call my family, that I can text my friends, that I can go on social media if I'd love. Like these are 
in essence, huge things. Like it's a lot for someone to just be walking around that there's so much going on in their body that they like everything happens so instinctually that they smile, but there's a lot that goes into smiling. There's a lot that goes into the sun. I don't even understand fully the radiant energy, the dynamic tension that is the sun that is the rain like these things are very simple but in essence are very very complex when you actually understand their fine nature we're not going to get into that but it's the little things like the smell of coffee like the dancing of the trees and the wind and these are all things that one day we're not going to see again because one day we're going to be well dead in whatever essence dead feels like to us but we know that we are alive because we are not dead and the essence of enjoying every moment means that we understand the preciousness and finality of life that yes we are born and we are here and one day just like everything we die and it doesn't have to be a sad thing it just is an inevitable thing and it can really be very grounding for me, knowing that one day we truly will be, and one day I truly will be, not here. And I am learning to make even more peace with that. But part of the reason or part of the way that I make even more peace um, with my daily life, as I am living it as an alive human being, is just appreciating that there's breath in my lungs and a heartbeat. I'm really, really thankful for my heartbeat. <laughs> And so I'll encourage you, what little thing can you appreciate right now in your day-to-day life? It can be any of the reasons or things that I've said. Now, it could even be the smile of your baby. And I think that's really precious. But whatever it is, if it sparks joy, then I would encourage you to really resonate and memorize that feeling because you can evoke and conjure that feeling whenever you would love. And if that feeling isn't in your mind's eye, in your body right now, then you can ask yourself, I would love to look for even more and I would love to know there's even more joy in my life. How can I be even more present to joy? And just wait patiently and sit still and just know that you are so so powerful that as soon as you ask yourself it will be there for you and already is here for you and I would love to end with sometimes our grown-up responsibilities can be very weighing and I think that's often why people are often worried about life. I think it's often why um, joy seems to be something we quote unquote chase as opposed to presently live with. And, And I would love to invite you to allow yourself to relax a little bit, relax away from the pressure that sometimes we can put on ourselves, put on our backpack that we're carrying throughout life because It can be really easy sometimes to see what everyone else is doing, how hard they're working, um, what they're worrying about, because it is a very dominant vibration that we're all a part of in this world. And the more of us that are able to presence ourselves, to relax, and just know that it's okay, that any of the really big worries we have in our life are okay, and it's okay when it's not actually okay as well. We're human. We have troubles. We have pressures. We have things that we 
choose to navigate. We have things that we choose to focus on in whatever way we'd love to focus on them. And if for only this moment right now, while you're listening to it, um, and you may go back to worrying about something else, that's okay too. Contrast is a part of life. But if there's this moment only, just to really allow yourself to release any weight you've been holding for if you're doing a good job, if you're not doing as good of a job, if there's a lot of stuff you put on your plate, um, if there's some things that are coming up that you're worried that you want to go and expect to go in a certain way. If it's okay with you, and you can ask yourself this too, would it be okay to know that everything's okay? even just for right now in this moment? Would it be okay to relax? Would it be okay with you to allow even more ease and flow in your life? Would it be okay with you to know that joy can be present whenever you are present for joy? And if there's a part of you that's not okay with it, just make that okay too. And just get curious. And if there's a part of you that can truly relax and say, Ah, actually, in this moment, I can be okay. And in this moment, I'm choosing to just relax a little and embrace my inner child. And I'd love to leave us on that note of embracing our inner child. Children, I find they laugh the most, they play the most, they harness their inner imagination to the fullest extent the most. And as adults, sometimes that can get lost in translation almost, lost, but never not found, meaning that we may not focus on it as much because the world tells us that we need to focus on the dollar bills in our bank account, that it can focus on um, the worry of our health and the health of others, um, to focus on the state of the economy or the state of war or peace. It can ask us to focus on a lot of the really hard things going on in our world. And those are all a truth. They're all valid. I'm not getting behind. There are some things in our lifetime, um, in the state of the world right now, that just don't feel great, that don't look great, that maybe aren't the highest good for us all. And It can also be a choice to focus on it or not, and in what way we would love to focus on it or not. Our perspective is key. Our perspective is everything. And while I am ending this podcast now, I would love to invite you to ask yourself the question, in what way can I embrace my inner child's and increase the amount of joy that I partake in every single day. And see where you can share that with others, see where you can share that for yourself, and really embrace the the love and joy that really is always here for us, as much as we would love to see it, interact with it, play with it, engage with it, and grow it with our energy even more. 
Thank you all so, 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 so much for joining me today, for sitting down with me today, for being so joyful with me today. And as I leave you, I just want to highlight that you guys are all such beautiful, bright, shining light beings that are just doing your best with what you have from where you are. And I just love to leave you with a humble gratitude for whatever brought you into the space right now, if there's anything that feels really challenging that you've been experiencing in your life, I honor you. If there's anything that's really joyful that brought you to an enlightened space where you really want to share even more joy and love to this world, I honor you. And if there is a part of you that's here because you're just looking for a little extra boost, I honor you. Because every time that you are seeking it, it's always here for you. And for those of you who would love to continue to be a part of our growing community <laughs> on the Perfectly Powerful You podcast, I thank you. And I would love to encourage you to, again, like, subscribe, comment for wherever you are at, because it helps in creating even more content and it provides us with even greater platform for spreading the joyful word for anyone and everyone who needs and would love to hear it. So until then, I hope you guys have a super amazing and joyful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking with you all very soon. Thank you all for joining me today because it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about today's content and any inspirational words of wisdom you'd love to share. I'd also love if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform it is you're listening to this on because it helps in creating even more awesome content. May your day be filled with only love and light, and I look forward to talking with you all real soon.